Hi, and welcome to Episode 6 of the Shipwreck Souls podcast series with your hosts, Bill Como and Jonathan Bradford. So we're back again. We uh, last left off talking about songs and how we got immersed in this idea of music, but we weren't quite sure how we were going to do it at first. And we were going to keep the songs kind of in a pop construct. Remember, we were going to... We were going to make the songs longer songs, but when we actually put them in with the dialogue, it really took us away from the story. So your bright idea was, we need to shorten these. Yeah, maybe like have a minute and a half break, Yeah, you know, where you went into song for a while and then you came back. And also to kind of have the song come in under the dialogue, and then when the vocalist came in, then we'd the dialogue would end and we'd just go to the song and try to interweave it that way so it felt like it was part of the story, almost another character. Right. All right. So the first one we did was in chapter one, which was Seafaring Men. And uh, we talked about Alexander's opening scene where he's the rich, well-dressed aristocrat signing up for duty on a ship, and he looks quite out of place. Um, and they're making fun of him. Yeah. They're like, this guy can't do the job. What in the world is he here for? Right. I mean, on, on his entrance to the boat, he falls down, <laughs> you know, so he doesn't look very capable. <laughs> And uh, and then Rosine quiets the crowd down and tells everybody to get stowing their, their baggage and to fasten everything down because uh, it's not an easy voyage. And she says to them that I've seen many a better man than you die at sea. And the tattered souls of men Searching for the last hope once again Travel to the depths of the unknown And silence creeps in Left all This is where the uh, second verse would have started Right after this, right? And we cut we cut it and out we cut it right to this chorus That's right, went right to the chorus the Don't bore us, get to the chorus Living the life once again The sea Such the ragged crew, the seafaring men, just like me and you. And that's how we did it. Um, when we first heard this, after putting it against the dialogue, you know, I was like, "This is absolutely going to work," because it just makes the 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 depth of everything so much larger with with the music. Yeah. You know, and it weaved right back into the into the dialogue. It's a beautiful you know. thing. So that's kind of how this this pace was set. And when we first, you know, when I first I think I started this one at home and I brought it in and showed you on the guitar and I had more of the kind of idea of a Celtic type of thing. Right. And then right. we said, "Hey, let's try some instruments of the time period." Right, I had just acquired yeah. uh, another library from Keyscape, and um, we were looking through old vintage things. Yes, yes. And I came upon this, like a pump harmonium 
thing. And it, it felt good. It felt good. It was a, between an accordion and a harmonium, which made and it. And then you threw the harp yeah. in there and the double mm-hmm. bass, and, and it just really layered in there. Super nice. And that's why when we said earlier, uh, Yacinto's theme with the drums, and we said not very many songs had right. drums, and right. that was why. Um, we tried to keep it more... Classical. Yeah. More classic, period-oriented. Matter of fact, I think only one song has a piano in it. Is that right? I don't remember. I think just one. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and you, when you think about it, back then, at the turn of the uh, 18th century, that's about when the grand came into existence. Uh, I think before that, it was just harpsichord. I think you're correct. So we just kept it, period, as much as we could to kind of get into the mood of the old seafaring men. Minus the drums. Oh, I'm sorry. John is a drummer, in case you people don't know. <laughs> we aced him right out of a game. <laughs> Sorry, we don't need you anymore. Much like the string players earlier that I talked about when they saw me coming in with a string synthesizer under my arm, and they hated me. It wouldn't know. play for you. Oh, I got to tell you a story real quick. Back around 1984, Kim Carnes had written a duet. Mm-hmm. And she called me up and said, we, she goes, uh, I want to cut this song. And so we cut it as a demo with the rhythm section. And it wound up being a duet with Kim and Barbara Streisand. And it went on Barbara's Emotion album. So I thought, oh, man. So I remember going over to Barbara's house, and I'm sitting at her grand piano, and there's Barbara Streisand and Kim Carnes leaning over the piano, both singing. And I'm thinking, oh, man. This You're is, in heaven. I'm in heaven. So everything was fine. Everything went well until it was time for me to conduct 36 strings. And I walk into the studio, and it was Sid Sharp and all his AA players, you know. And they're looking at me, and they knew I played synthesizer. And I played string parts. And at that time, you know, when synthesizers were developing and, and getting coming into their own, string players were starting to fear for their jobs. And they might lose their airplanes. They might lose all their breaks that they get paid for. And, gee, I wonder if you got looks. Yeah. So <laughs> when I stood on the podium to conduct and we did the first run through, their heart wasn't in it. And I could tell that this was going to be a disaster. <laughs> Because they didn't like me. Oh, no. And then I thought, okay, Como, you better scramble fast. Better and save come up with face. <laughs> how to do it. That's it, man. You're done. You're toast. And this wasn't a lie. It was true. I remember after listening to the first run through, even though it was less than perfect, um, the thrill of listening to them in the room, and this it was a big room, Evergreen, and it was uh, done for orchestral scores and stuff. And listening to those guys fill the room with 36 strings was <gasps> amazing <laughs> and i remember saying to him i said um i looked at the string players and they're all dressed up in their sunday vests and I what, said, what were you dressed yeah in? i was uh, levi's and a <laughs> sleeveless black t-shirt or something you know something completely improper <laughs> and i and i remember saying i said look at um you all know what i do i said i'm a keyboard player and i play synthesizer and sometimes god forbid i play string sounds but i said i have to tell you Standing in a room in front of Hollywood's finest, I said, I have to tell you that you will never, ever be replaced. And that marked the shift in the evening. I got a round of applause because I meant it. And uh, boy, subsequent takes, they played brilliantly. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was really a thrill. But (laughs) it was funny times. It's kind of like when the drum machine came out. You remember how you felt? I still feel that way. Do you? Yeah. I'm a a drummer, not an electrician. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and you start looking at, uh, well, the Lindrum. Is that going to replace drummers? I knew a lot of nervous drummers. 
pardon me for getting off subject a little bit, but it was fun. So that'll wrap up our podcast for today. I want to thank you for listening. Thanks again. Be sure to look for our podcasts wherever podcasts are broadcast. Take care. Find out more at theshipwreckedsouls.com. 